Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Maureen, we're going to have to stop doing the podcast. Oh, no. Why? I'm a criminal. <gasps> I'm, I'm a stealer. Oh, no. I'm a thief. I'm a bad, I'm a bad gal. Oh, no. What did you um, do? Well, all right, guys. So I want, I want everyone. Hey, everyone. Everyone. Group huddle. We don't. No one. No one. No one turn me in. No snitching, please. Did you steal my heart? No. Oh. No. Um, I went uh shopping. I was running errands today before uh we were recording. And as I was leaving the store, um, as I was checking out, I was like unable to like fold back the like baby seat after I'd taken things out of it. I was like, why isn't this and I had all my groceries like already loaded in because uh, I was like unpacking it. I was like, you know, whatever, whatever. It's broken, whatever. I don't like I'll just return the cart moving on um as i'm loading everything into my car i realized the reason i could not close the baby the baby seat is because um the two dollar fifty uh a package of post-it notes uh sticky notes had fallen down in between there uh so i did not see them when i was checking out and i did not see them as i was leaving the store and i did not pay for them so uh, I want I want you to know my actual, my actual literal reaction was to mutter to myself, "Oh no, I steal, I stole, I stole," and and to just run and put the cart. Like I don't know why I decided to talk like a goblin. I don't know why I was like, a goblin I stole, now. I stole things, and I just I ran back. Um. I, I didn't return the two dollar fifty post it notes. I know. Good. I know. Capitalism's the worst. Take those two fifty. No, post-it no. Notes. But I didn't take them home with me. I left them in the cart. Ah. So now you don't have post its. I don't. But now I also don't have. I like technically I didn't like right my wrong because the right thing would have been to run back and put him like in like the dollar aisle somewhere or like just a random shelf because there's a possibility like a different person could find those and like take them um and not an employee and even if an employee finds them like who even knows that they'll be like oh this is oh my god these are the very expensive two dollar fifty post-it notes i Um, if i was the employee who found that i'd be like oh cool somebody left some post-it notes and i'd take them home i just i'm hoping it like i don't know the policy but I'm hoping, like, it was, I hope it was low value enough that no one gets in trouble. That's, like, my thing. I don't want anyone to get in trouble. I don't think anybody's going to get in trouble. Yeah. I felt bad, though. And the thing is, I'm going to go back there. <laughs> so, I hope I don't, like, I hope my uh, my face isn't, like, uh, my half-covered face, because I'm still wearing a mask, isn't, um, like, posted. Not with uh, a post-it. You don't have any. I'm very they funny. weren't even they weren't even name brand post-its they were like <laughs> notes. i i wasn't the other ones were like five to eight dollars so i was like yeah i don't need i don't like uh and then i i took the i took like the the generic ones because i was like i don't yeah what are we millionaires exactly um uh in this economy yeah. name brand post-it notes i don't think so <laughs> You wish. Um, In my oh, wildest think... dreams. <laughs> Should we, like, say anything about the state of the world right now? I just hope everyone, if you are in the area currently affected, I hope everyone is okay. I know that's a big wish, and that is does nothing for you um, if you're currently yeah. in Ukraine. Um, but I, you know, I'm just... I'm hoping everyone is okay and as yeah. safe as they possibly can be. And if anyone who's listening has donated or chosen to donate, um, just make sure to double check where your money is going through and to research everything you see on social media, even on the news. Um, yes. Because you do not know uh, always if people are being honest, unfortunately. Yeah. So I guess and- that will that will be the, the beginning and the end of it. Or, or what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, just saying news can get things wrong. And that's why there's yes. retractions mm-hmm. and redactions, and, and you know. Yeah, you you know that because you were working in it. Yeah, yeah. 
so. Um, well, I can't make a joke after that. Well, yeah, but th that's all I wanted to say. Now we can no, no, you're good. Jokes. Now, now, now we're getting to lighthearted stuff. So you can hopefully, uh, if you've been worried or upset this week, hopefully here's some here's some stupid cats to make you smile. And the stupid cats I'm talking about, of course, are us. <laughs> yes, it's we're the stupid cats. I mean, great news. Yeah. I have some good news. Oh yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend didn't break up with me, just like she promised. Oh, yeah! Nice. Although maybe right, she guys. should have. I kind of questioned her decision because apparently I did not make the podcast, this is for a podcast joke, clear enough. <laughs> Why did she put up with me? She's like, are you, what, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, nothing. Oh, God, fun, she actually nothing. thought you were going to do, like, tax fraud? Yeah. Oh, no. No, that's awesome. She's a ride or die. She was ready. She's like, oh, where's the body? I guess I have a big enough car. Like, she, like, I'm not saying she'd help you get away with a murder, but she would at least be like, okay, so here's what you need to do so that you you get the best sentence. Like... <laughs> She was like, she was like, why did you say that this morning? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Good job. Good I mean, job. It's for a dumb joke and the jokes aren't going to get any better. I'm so sorry. Like, oh, you know what? That's, that's okay. Because it's at least at this point in the relationship, she's aware of that. It, yeah. Yeah. You should know that my jokes are bad. You to go through this relationship under the illusion that you are very funny. Right. Um, exactly. You can only pretend so long. You've had me fooled for, like, I don't know, how long we've been friends? Five right? years? Yeah. I've and been I, still kind, I, I still think you're kind. I still think you're funny. I still trip you up sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. still can get you. Sometimes I'm waiting for the illusion to break. I can trick you. Um, Other great news I, that I forgot to talk about because life's been busy. But, oh. um, Brenna sent me a birthday gift. That came late yeah. because of uh, okay, stupid things. Okay, the lateness was not was not no, that's either not of ours you. fault. No, it was probably it my was, property manager. It was the USPS. No, it actually wasn't even the USPS. The USPS did their job. It was your mailroom that like yeah. hates us. Is we have a new one. Homophobic. We have a Good. new one now that I don't have to talk to anybody to get my mail, which things they, I've they ordered in the past. Thank for... God. I okay. I want. I'm just gonna give the backstory. I sent this okay. gift on time. It would. It was gonna arrive very close to your birthday. Yeah. I believe it was the day after your birthday. It was gonna arrive that, and then the she got. Uh, uh, Maureen got COVID and yeah. was laid up for a week. And Couldn't I do was anything. like, Oh my god, get your package! And she's like, I'm dying. And I was like, Oh fair. Um. And then when she went to go get it, th they were like, Oh, it's been a week. She must be dead. And they returned it to me. They My roommate went and checked, week. too. Yeah. And it's like... But to be fair... Just... You did put the wrong number. Uh, yeah, that was my bad, okay? But I didn't know. <laughs> it was out of my hands. Anyways, within it, Brenna gifted me a beautiful painted figurine of my wife. Mm -hmm. Avenging her, like uh, avenging everyone, destroying it's her enemies. Bloody. I, it's it's a miniature from, um, a board game. I don't remember. I believe it. I I can't remember. But it's basically a snarling cat, and yes. I've had the miniature for a while, and I've held on to it because I'm like, I want to give this to Maureen, and then I was like, you know what, I should paint it. And at first, I was gonna do Fireheart, but I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? <laughs> why, why would I ever paint Fireheart when I know the correct character to paint this? So I, I was looking at your renditions of her. I wasn't able to do her freckles that well because I don't really have... I think they're beautiful. Yeah. It is just sealed with Mod mod Podge, so don't get that baby wet. <laughs> don't leave her no, out in the rain or anything. I can't, I can't bring her in the tub with me. Yeah, it was, it was my first time miniature painting. It was actually very fun to do. Nice, and it's beautiful, and I love her. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Are you Loved reading anything? Yes. Oh, yes. These I, post pictures. I actually managed to read this week. Um, well, I have been reading these past couple weeks. I've just been reading, um, like 500 page books that and like mm -hmm. stuff that's gonna take 
me a while. Um, but I had like a random thought bubble the other day where I was like, I was like thinking back on like a, like, you know, those like random snippets of memory where you're like, was that real? Was that a real thing that happened when I was a little kid? And I remembered reading a comic about people being turned into burgers. Um, yeah. And I, I was like young in this memory. I was like, what? And I, I literally just Googled that and I found the comic book. I um, guess that's a pretty uh, specific. Right. I thought I I was like comic book people being turned into burgers. I thought the people being burgers was a much more like relevant uh, thing. It was actually a much more family friendly book. Um, it's called Burgers by Damon Bernard, who is a, a British author and comic artist the book was published in 1998 and it reminds me a lot of um it's the same era of like uh captain underpants but um the artwork it's like literally the storyline is uh the main character she's a girl she's a vegetarian um and a new burger like joint opens up by their local dump and like they're just giving out free burgers but no one knows that um the burgers are actually being made by an alien who has been sent to Earth to try and find a human to turn into a burger to turn to his, like, master. Um, it's much funnier than I'm making it sound. I'm and, sure. Like, the alien's name Zeph. Or, no, the alien's name is Jeff from the planet Zeph. Like, oh. it's, it's and, he, and he, like, like doesn't want to, like, turn people into burgers. He just, like, has, he's, like, been fattening up people so he can turn one of them into a burger for the guy who's been imprisoning him. Um, and it all works out in the end. Um, oh, spoilers. And, but, but well, <laughs> I won't tell you how. It's literally, like... It's not even that long of a book, but I will say some of the imagery is like pretty upsetting. Maureen, I am sending oh. you like uh, uh photos right now. Aww. What? No, I'm not I'm sorry. I only I I there's only I could only find one copy of this book wow. for like a little uh, thankfully it wasn't like too expensive, but I am sending you a copy or I'm sending you oh. some photos right now of the imagery in this book. Right. And now I'm like oh. not surprised why this stuck out so much to me as a kid. Like, oh. there's some upsetting moments. Because <laughs> the guy's, like, literally wearing a... The alien, Jeff, from Planet Zeph, is literally wearing, like, a human skin suit. I don't think it's actually human skin, but I think it's, like, a costume. Yeah. But there's, like, aliens being... There's, like, the the, the burgers are made out of these maggot aliens. Yeah. But I, so. It's the it's the missing eyes that really do it for me. The, the eye holes. Yeah. So, it's... It's a relatively Yikes. fun book. It's but it's like wow. I think this was my first foray into horror, um, and apparently it really stuck out to me. And now I have that book. So uh, yeah, Burgers by Damon Bernard. I tried to find it like at my local library, but not having it. So no. I just was like, you know what? I, I if this affected me so much in my youth, I need to find this. Uh, how about you? What have you been reading? Me, I today I just started the Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix, narrated by Adrian King. Uh it's fun. It's um That sounds awesome. It's like final girls like from horror movies. Yeah, it's basically like, you know, it it, it it's happening in like, you know, a, a modern setting, but like these things actually happened and hor- the, these horror movies are based off of what these girls actually oh. went through. And Unfortunately, that's true in a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Not a lot, but quite a few of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there are these girls, and they've all handled it differently. And, you know, the thing that sets them apart is, you know, they were the final survivor of, like, a massacre, and they killed the killer. Um, mm. And they're all part of a support group that meets every month. And they, you know, talk and support each other going through their traumas. And, uh... That's beautiful. That's all I want, ever. Yeah, it's... it's And it's really, you know, it's about, like, women dealing with... It's really, like, a commentary on violence against women and, you know, horror tropes. And I'm really... I'm 
you know, like 25% of the way in and it's, it's, it's good. I, I've, I've liked his, uh, I liked the last other two books by him that I read and I'm enjoying this one as well. So yeah, Yay. fun. Good. Are you, right. are you good ready? Jo good job, everyone. We read. We read. We're yeah, reading. No, I'm not reading anything else. I'm, I'm still reading the same stuff I've mentioned oh. before. Yeah, I'll, uh, I will d I'll definitely mention when I finish Harrow. <sighs> yes. Alright, well, where are your favorite dumb cats? Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> It worked. It was, I liked it. Thanks. And that's all that matters. We're, it is. This, honestly, until until we edit it and post it, um, this podcast is just you and I trying to make each other smile. And or yeah. cry. Mainly you trying to make me cry. I do or try to, to like, make, make you me cry. angry. Oh, yeah, I do make you shout a lot. I don't always want to do that. But I would but say I have that's to. more the authors. That's more the authors yeah. than me. Speaking of dumb cats, Firestar has something he'd like to do. Oh, right. Oh, uh, let's... What happened last episode real quick? L not a lot. We didn't get through anything. So no. sorry about how bad we did last episode. Uh, no promises we'll ever do better. We can't... Uh, I never... If we can um, finish chapter one, I'll take it as a victory. But we... Yeah, okay. It's not even worth reflecting what happened on chapter no. one because literally got through nothing. All right. Firestar is interrupting. Oh, he's interrupting, like, Brambleclaw's thoughts, because Brambleclaw's thinking yeah. really hard, you know, as Brambleclaw does. Mm-hmm. He'd like to start ThunderClan's life here by honoring a new warrior. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, is it gonna be Squirrel? Squirrelpaw? Squirrelpaw? Okay, uh, where are you? What? Me? Squirrelpaw squeaked, springing to her paws. I, I, I'm pretty sure you were the only apprentice. <laughs> no, there's Spiderpaw, who is actually older than her. They've never cared about that. No. Um, literally ask, ask, uh, um, <laughs> ask, ask Fire, Firestar's wife. Um, and I would, I would say Leafpaw, but she we've already discussed that she will have a longer training period because yeah and that's uh, not firestar training yeah and that's not firestar's call that'll be no Pelt's call oh wait okay i i don't know if i re recalled that so the medicine oh. cat gives them their warrior name when they are medicine cat in training i mean it's their medicine cat name not a warrior name oh yeah maybe i maybe i did know that but i just didn't. i don't know if we've ever talked about it I, I suppose it, maybe it came up when Yellowfang died, but no, oh, I don't really recall when um, when Cinderpaw became Cinderpelt, and it's such a subtle change that like yeah, I I, I guess Yellowfang did do that. Yellowfang did do that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, so long. Ago. Okay, moving moving on. Yes, you, Firestar says, a gleam of amusement <laughs> in his eyes as he beckons his daughter forward. The clan owes her more than he can say for making the journey and helping to lead the clans to their new home. He and Dustpelt agree that if ever an apprentice deserved her warrior name, she does. Aww. Brambleclaw touches his nose to Squirrelpaw's ear and tells her to go. Firestar's right. She deserves to become a warrior. She blinks at him, too shocked to speak, before turning to her father. I'm sure this Dust Pelt- This is kind of cute, because I, I wouldn't expect uh, Squirrelpaw to be, like- Bashful. Like, she has every- she has every reason to be cocky. Like, she oh, yeah. has every excuse to be, like, full of herself. So it really kind of tells you about her character, that she's, like- I'm not ready. And and everyone's like, you literally went on a quest 
you weren't invited, but you did. But like, you did go, go on, on a, a quest and, and like risk like everything to save not only your clan but every other clan. And like crow, crow paw, crow feather just became a warrior. Yeah. So it seems only like not that I don't think like Firestar of of all the warriors, I would say he would probably be most hesitant to make his own children a warrior. Um, but I, I just Dust think I don't bullied think he's, like, it co- into him. Yeah, I don't think he's copying Tallstar. I think he's like, oh, that's ta- that's Tallstar's like really he's right. Like, yeah, like oh, I should have kids- maybe thought of that. <laughs> he's like, oh, Dar- Tallstar, why didn't you give me a heads up, man? <laughs> you're basically my dad. You could have. <laughs> You're my stepdad. I'm sure Dustpelt has threatened enough times throughout Squirrel Paw's training that she's never going to become a warrior. So she's probably like, oh man, like, I never thought I'd get this far. Oh, you know what? I'm going to headcanon right now that after Crow Feather's um, naming ceremony, Dustpelt, like, went to Firestar and was like, are, I, I, are you going to make my jokes real? I keep threatening her that she's never going to get a warrior. When are you going to take the rocks out of your head and make her a warrior, you idiot? Like, like I like to think that he went and advocated for her because, yes, like... Yes, I think so. Because Firestar like, would be too self-conscious. I imagine, like, I know he's had, like, a hard time, so it was probably really hard for him also to lose his, um... He pro- Gosh, honestly, we haven't talked about... It was probably really hard for him. He probably thought he messed up as a mentor, because... Oh, yeah. His, 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 his student left. And yeah, but he did... Left- also have dead kids to worry about so i don't know was- i know and that's what i'm saying having like a, a it maybe it was nice to spend time with his wife and his other child but also also not having the distraction of squirrel paw probably sucked and it yeah. also made him feel like a failure that he somehow like literally lost his student yeah poor dust so like he's got he's got it now no i think so that's yeah. why i'm like he's probably like hey um you didn't like come down on me for letting your daughter like disappear. Uh, so you better make her a warrior. So that's no longer my responsibility. Also, she's <laughs> yeah. like deserved it. <laughs> she deserved she it. She deserved and it. Gonna... And also I cannot watch her anymore. <laughs> like, obvi- like, dude, obviously uh, like you, me and Sandstorm aren't enough. You got to make her a warrior. So at least it seems kind of legitimate next time she goes on an adventure. You know, she's just going to leave all the time. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I, I did that too. And he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, so make her a warrior so it's less stupid. Sandstorm steps out before Squirrel Paw can reach Firestar. Her eyes oh! glow with pride as she quickly oh! grooms the fur on her daughter. She's like, oh my god, you're such a mess, girl. They're feeding me so well. These past two episodes, I've been fed with mom content. And you all know how much I love mom content, even when it's the Mm. smallest bit. Leaf Paw I'm a MILF lover. (laughs) Moms, I love to feel happy seeing. (sighs) Yeah. MILFs. (laughs) MILFs. Moms, I love... No, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a Mil- Milra lover. Moms, I love to read about. Okay. Milra. Yeah, yeah. Milra. <laughs> okay, let's see if you can uh, get that please, going. Please keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> Hashtag Milra. All right. Leafpaw walks over to press her muzzle to her sister's side. And Dustpelt leads Squirrelpaw the rest of the way up front to stand beside her. Firestar jumps down in front of her and addresses the cats. He starts that this is the first time any cat has spoken these words in their new home. I, Firestar, leader of ThunderClan, call upon my warrior ancestor to look down on this apprentice. She has trained hard to understand the ways of your noble code, and I commend her to you as a warrior in her turn. There's a burning intensity in his eyes. And Brambleclaw realizes how much this moment meant to Firestar. 
and for all the clans. By calling upon Star Clan to make a new warrior, they're claiming this place as their own. They hadn't always been sure that Star Clan had made the journey with them, but Firestar stands now and calls to them confidently. Well, and Brambleclaw we wishes way two weeks ago with Crowfeather. Oh, we didn't care about them. This is hilarious. That's hilarious. We did not bring it up at all then. Yeah, no. I guess yeah, who, everyone's like, yeah, we don't care. We of- don't care if Crowfeather is a like incorrect one. You know, we yeah. don't care if he's off brand. God forbid Squirrelpaw, though. No. Well, Brambleclaw wishes he could be as certain. Squirrelpaw, from this moment on, you will be known as Squirrelflight. StarClan honors her courage and determination, and they welcome her as a full warrior of ThunderClan. Woo! Squirrelflight. Such a good name. She yes. did run away. Very good. <laughs> also, like, what what would StarClan, like, do... It'd be really funny if they, like, struck a tree with lightning right now. Like, hilarious. Um, but also, like, I'm wondering, like, has StarClan ever interrupted a naming ceremony? I don't... I don't know. I mean, I feel like they they usually let warriors, like, they usually try to let them prove themselves. Mm-hmm. For example, Hawkfrost, which the prophecy was definitely about. Um, <laughs> like, they have, like... <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on a what? minute. What? If we get prophecies from Star Clan, yeah. Who does who does Star Clan get prophecies from? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm sorry. I didn't got to think about I, it. I'm sorry it takes me so long to realize that something is weird, but we we had a pro prologue in Star Clan and Star Clan got a pro Yellowfang received the message, but yes, who did she receive it from? Is there is there a cat god? <laughs> like, are we gonna fight cat god? But like, not our dead ancestors, like actual cat god. Is there li- Ooh, is the lion? Know. We have like talked about like big lions in the sky before. Maybe maybe they're circle doesn't really make sense to me because like. They've talked about their, like, long-ago ancestors, but they never seem to be there. Is there, like, generational separation in heaven? In StarClan heaven? We'll talk about it more. It's upsetting. <sighs> it's upsetting? <laughs> it upsets me. I'll give you my headcanon, though, and then we'll have it be better. Why? What the heck? Okay, I'll keep going. Brambleclaw thinks that determination it is an unusual virtue to mention in a warrior ceremony. And Brambleclaw Brambleclaw, thinks that... Did you not just go on a, like, life-changing adventure with this girl who didn't give up at all and was determined to go on this adventure with you? And you couldn't get rid of her? Do you know her at all? That's your girlfriend. That's what he's saying. He's like, "Mm, usually it looks a lot like stubbornness. Okay, that's funny. And it has led her into trouble more than once. I mean, yeah. But we all know Firestar, so... Well, he wonders if father and daughter are remembering all the times they clashed. Yes. It also reflects that her determination to succeed on their journey had put fresh heart into all of the cats on that journey. And Brambleclaw is filled with pride as he remembers her tireless courage. So he knows. He knows. It's just not one you hear often. But yeah. That girl's determined. Yeah, determined or just ready to go. Ready to Always ready to go. Always ready to throw down. Bless her soul. Leafpaw bounded up to Squirrel Flight, greeting her by her new name. And the rest of the cats take up the call. All Sisters. four clans seem pleased to see her become a warrior. All of them had had plenty opportunity to see how much she deserved it. Brambleclaw heads towards her and sees Tawny Pelt and Crowfeather doing the same. Those who had made the journey would always have the most special bond with Squirrel Flight. I mean, okay, I Even guess her sister's right there. Eventually, fight her to the death. Yes. 
<laughs> Brambleclaw presses his muzzle to hers and tells her, well done. Squirrelflight tells him that he can't boss her around now. She's not an apprentice anymore. Dustpelt says he can't see how that will make a difference. She never did. <laughs> she was told anyway. Oh, Squirrelflight laughs and headbutts her mentor's shoulder. And then she sincerely thanks him for everything. Oh, so sweet. It's very cute. Blackstar signals for silence. You want to give me a cat fact before we find out what Blackstar has oh, to say? Oh, he signals for silence for the cat fact, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hush, stop the book. I want to learn more about cats. Who can blame him? Well, we are wrapping up our Cat Cons Iconic Cat segment this week. Um, this will be the finale of sorts. And, you know, with all of our cat fact segments, we may return to this someday. So worry not if you believe we have missed some. We have many, 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 many more books to go. So we need to save some content. So don't worry. Don't worry. We'll probably get to them. So we're going to wrap this up, though, by heading way back to the 1500s. Uh, as that is when the first written version of Puss in Boots was published. Oh! So there are many versions of the story of Puss in Boots um, with some different details, but the main story goes like this. Uh, Three sons get their inheritance from their dying parent. Could be the mom or the dad, depending on like yeah what tale we're listening to the middle and eldest get like decent gifts um like some they get a house or a business or a horse um and the youngest gets a cat um which i'd be cool with but i understand when you're a peasant in the 1500s like a, a cat is like oh, okay great yeah like thanks. could you at least have given me like a soup recipe also like like maybe a goat like something that makes food yeah i can only eat a cat once if i'm starving <laughs> Um, Brenna, the cat bar cat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Brenna. No, no one's no one's making milk with cats. I hope. Anyway, um, but it ends up the cat is the best gift of all of them, as the cat. Obviously. Can... Oh my god. Oh my is god. that your stop. gift? Stop. Stop. Is that your gift? My cats. My cat's outside my closet door right now, and he's tugging the charger. Stop. computer slowly i i i my cousin must have opened up my door because i shoot him out of my room and then i shut that door and i shut my closet door i'm sorry i must have not heard him if he was banging on my closet door that's so good okay what a horror movie uh that was that was What would you have done? Would you have hung up and called the cops? Or would you have, like, stayed on if I was getting murdered? <laughs> These um, are the real questions. Would your laptop die? Your, it would die right if it was unplugged, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, ca- I'm oh. calling you on my phone, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Then I, I guess I know you weren't getting murdered. Okay. Um. Okay. Sorry. Puss in Boots. Sorry for that. I have no idea how I'm going to edit that. Um, good luck. Anyway, the, the, the cat is the best gift ever because the cat can talk. And, um, and the cat decides he is determined to help his master succeed in life. Uh, previous oh. names of this were called, like, the, 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 the cat, the cat's master or, uh, mm-hmm. the lucky son, uh, versions of that. Um, and the cat does this by hunting and presenting, uh, the king with what he hunts and kills um and just being like hey this is from my master he got you this deer he got you this rabbit and he, yeah here you go here's a gift man thanks so much he's getting my... deer well he's a talking cat um in some tell in some versions of the story he's like a fairy but he is a cat um okay 
So he he could and some like some folklorists believe he's like a powerful deity. But either way, it's a talking cat who can hunt okay. and walk. So we don't have to question how he's killing deer. Um, okay. Eventually, the cat asks the youngest son to uh, strip and get into a river as the king passes by. And when he does this, uh, the cat like runs to the king and is like, oh, help my master. He's he's naked in the river. And the reason why is either he and was bathing in the river and someone, some ne'er-do-well came and stole all his clothes or he's drowning nude for some reason. Um, <laughs> so the king does this. And so finally the king is like, oh, you're the guy who keeps giving me stuff. Here's all these nice clothes. Like, you must be like a noble since you ha- you have a-, a talking cat who can hunt for you. And uh, the ki- and the kid's like, oh, yeah, definitely. And as they're walking back, he's like, I'm not a noble. And the cat is like, trust me. And the cat manages to uh, find an abandoned castle and present it as the the son's castle and the 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 version the way he does this is he either defeats an ogre who owns the castle or he conveniently the actual owner of the castle like just died so they're able to pass off the castle as the son's um, and the king's like, wow, you have a castle, you have a talking cat who hunts, um, you should marry my daughter because that's what kings do. Like if you do, if you yeah. impress them enough, you can marry their daughters. Um, and so eventually the son, the poor son who only got a cat ends up king, uh, because he marries the king's daughter and is king now. Um, and the ending of the story varies. It either ends with like the wedding and the cat isn't really mentioned again, like, um, you just assume he's like a cool he's a cat who like lives. You assume he's the efficient. Or the less there there's like a, a less fun version where uh once he's king, the son kind of turns ungrateful and uh he's like, Yeah, when you die, man, I'll get you like a golden coffin. Don't even worry about it. And the cat and the the the, the puss in boots is like, mm, we'll see. And then he fakes his own death and overhears the king the the sun king now saying oh just throw that like dead cat out in like the garbage i don't even care about him and the cat like leaves all upset and ends up like running leaving and like going off to a better life after his master betrays him okay but either way it ends with the lowly son uh becoming the king and uh for you might question like okay that doesn't really sound like a very good like fairy tale i thought fairy tales were supposed to have like lessons that's not true fairy tales were very could be very amoral um because they just be entertaining stories however i do think that this story um as some folklorists have interpreted as um even though this cat lies cheats and steals for a rather unimpressive dude um it would be in like at least comforting for you know a peasant child in the 15 to 1600 europe who only has yeah. like maybe a pet to know hey i could succeed in life like i could do okay yeah. in life with just like like if i'm if i take care of my animals and i take care of myself maybe like things will work out so you know it doesn't have to be a story where people are doing good things but if you think about it the kid doesn't do anything bad the cat is doing weird stuff for him <laughs> so uh Anyway, into the history of this, uh, the first written version was by Giovanni Francesco Strapola, um, Straparola, um, in his collection of stories, The Fastitious Knights of Straparola, published in 1555. Um, it's unknown if the story originally called Constantino Fortuno, which basically means fortunate Constantino, which was the name of the, the son. Um, mm-hmm. was entirely Straparola's own invented story or if a recording, a recorded version of an oral tale. Um, as many fairy tales were, they were like passed on through oral tradition and then eventually yeah. written down. Um, either way, many of his stories spread and his work went on to influence other well-known fairy tale collect- collectors such as the Grimm's brothers and Charles Perrault. Charles Perrault's version of uh, Puss in Boots is actually the most famous and well recognized because charles perrault um adapted the story puss in boots in the late 17th century in france in a collection of stories that would come to be known as the mother goose tales which everyone has heard of the mother goose tales and mother goose 
Um, yes. So, and in his version of it, it was the first time that the boots were mentioned because the cat, when he is given to the son, he's like, give me clothes. I can talk. And the kid's like, I okay, need some tiny boots. Basically, he's like, here's a hat. Here's boots. And the name of the story for the first time was called Puss in Boots or something translated into that. So that I, I really needed to know where those tiny boots came into play. Yeah, because, so, mm. and, but the thing is, they they all literally only mention it at the start and never mention it again in the story. Uh, but now you get to know that everything he's doing is done in tiny boots. Yes, folklorists do believe that the like the boots were an invention of Peralt or perhaps what he heard Peralt. in his version. Um, and uh, Peralt uh, could have been considered the grandfather of folktales, much like the Grimm brothers, if he had only recorded where and how he got the stories that he published um it, it's mm. noted that he just seemed to record them as like he heard them like didn't edit them or change them at all so it, it would have been really great if he had been able to like explain how he heard this like version of a, a story that had already been published 200 years ago but you know where the boots come from where did he hear this from was yeah. it a like local sailor you know whatever um much like the Grimm brothers like they did have some of those details recorded where they got their okay. stories from. Um, but either way, he uh, was able to influence everyone around the world with his folk tales. He wasn't the first guy, um, obviously, to talk about uh, like a talking cat or a lucky animal. Um, stories like that exist all over the world, um, from Africa to Asia, uh, not just in Europe and in the Americas as well. Um, but Puss in Boots remains a popular tale. Uh, the character appears in other stories. Um, in Sleeping Beauty Ballet by Tchaikovsky, he is a character in the third act. Uh, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales even had him like as a side character. Um, uh, and he's also a popular character in animated films. His story uh, was adapted in an early short film by Disney and a manga by Hao Miyazaki, which was later made into an animated film. And most famously nowadays um is the character in the shrek franchise thank um, you <laughs> well i'm going from most late to modern and yeah note the shrek franchise puss in boots has absolutely his story is nothing alike the original tale other than it no, is a cat i wouldn't expect it to be um a cat with and, really cute tiny boots yeah with cute little boots so yeah so it was interesting um going into this um and I did find out that there is a, uh, like, a categorized, basically a taxonomy of, like, uh, like, uh, things in fairy tales. And there is a specific, like, uh, section of talking cats that exists. Like, That's folklorists have, like, recorded and found, okay, this is a repetitive thing. Like, three sisters, three siblings, uh, someone's someone's falling asleep when they shouldn't this cat can talk um this cat has boots so <laughs> that is the story of puss in boots and um story of where he probably came from he is a he is an italian folktale though the most famous version of his story is from france so oh Woo. let's go back to our our pusses without boots I'd like to ask Amira what she's going to do to help me succeed. Hey, Amira. Yeah, I'm like, Hobbit, you've only ever cost me money. Why don't you yeah. go... I don't, we don't have, like, kings anymore, but why don't you find me an abandoned house that the owner recently died and I can move in and no one will question that? Yeah, find me a CEO, I guess. That's the closest thing we have now. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna give a CEO, but I'm sure you can think of something. You're a smart gal. I don't. I don't think CEOs regularly like gift people their daughters in marriage anymore either. I don't. I don't need anybody else's daughter. I just need. I don't know a big <laughs> share. Oh yeah, yeah. That's basically like a CEO's Though, child, right? You know, their company. My cat Hobbit has brought a dead mouse into my bed and been playing with it as I was sleeping on top of me. So maybe maybe we're asking for too much from our cats. Maybe I just need to look at um. Uh, Amira, Amira, the first time she caught a mouse in my presence, she threw it up all over my room. But the second time, she laid it neatly at my doorstep. Yeah, so that was nice. She's learned. I think maybe I she think can that, learn. Like, 
it makes sense that he like was hunting and bringing it to cat because cats do that in real life they punt yeah, and bring they things do. to us because they think we're stupid cats so i like that the story is like we're gonna take this thing that cats probably have been doing since ever ever since they were domesticated and we're like yeah. but what if what if instead of bringing like me a dead mouse what if they brought like a whole rabbit or a whole deer and instead of me what if they brought that to a king wouldn't exactly. that be cool and also he can talk and he wears boots yeah oh also puss in boots is always a male character just fyi um hmm. puss in boots has never been a lady i can change that well yeah we're all we're all brenna let's take... collaborate okay okay know. on what Shrek fan fiction yeah i guess okay Tell me the rest of the story i've already okay. asked all right black star has signaled for silence oh well i thought he was okay this is all touching very touching but is they he need to, to find war? No, he don't just says say, it's they need Don't to... say such an evil thing. Black Star, you like you've told us, "Hey guys, don't worry. We'll, we won't be evil anymore. Don't start every sentence with an evil like like opener." He just is saying that they need to find out about this new area so that they can establish territories. So that we need oh, to that's explore. Fair. Well, God already said it was okay, because they didn't, like, smite Firestar right there. Yeah. Well, they're going to send a patrol with a cat from each clan to explore. Firestar says they've decided to send the cats who made the original journey. Brambleclaw, Tawnypelt, and Crowfeather. Blackstar curls his lip but doesn't argue. And Tawny Pelt remarks that this is the first time he's ever let her represent Shadow Clan. Because Blackstar's a tool. And Leopardstar yeah. announces that Mistyfoot will go for River Clan. Ooh, awkward. We don't have a River Clan cat anymore from the journey. <sighs> Oopsies. But what about me? Squirrelflight demands. She went on the journey. Why can't she go on the patrol? You weren't supposed to. Well, because that would make two cats from ThunderClan, Blackstar says. And Brambleclaw thinks that Blackstar must be a fool to think that that would silence Squirrelflight. I think he just hasn't been exposed to her enough. Like, no. She probably, honestly, I would not, like, doubt that Dustpelt never brought her to gatherings he, he never he did but he 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 stood on her tail the whole time yeah he he did <laughs> but under threat of making her like do laps for 20 minutes if she dared like literally say anything he's like even if you want to like say i gotta go make dirt you will have to do 20 laps if you say anything during the gathering so Firestar says he thinks they should let her. It could be her first warrior task. It's not like she can sit vigil. They have no camp. He's like, listen, you guys don't understand. Listen, guys, you don't understand. Please God, let her go. I know it's, like, not fair, but also, can you please just let her go? Like, you can you can volunteer a second person from your clan to go. Like, th this is an easy solution. Firestar's like... You can tell her not to go if you'd like, but she's going to go anyway, so we may as well, like, just say we let her go so it seems like she's It's better following. we just give her permission rather than have her talk my ear off about it. Yeah. Well, Mudclaw says WinClan had no objections. And Blackstar gives in. <laughs> Thanks, WinClan. Like, we're not surprised. You don't have, like, thanks, Wing Clan, for, like, saying that out loud, rather than just, like, yeah. the usual, we are, we're siding with Fire with Firestar. Mudclaw does not like Firestar, so, I mean, it... Yeah, Mud Mudclaw can go eat crow. I don't care. Well, Blackstar gives in, but adds that they shouldn't think for a moment it would give ThunderClan any extra rights over the territory. Firestar says evenly, of course not. <laughs> like, 
Duh. Well, he tells them to go all the way around the lake and explore as much of the surrounding land as they can. They should look out for what clan would fit best in each area and where a good camp for each might be. Firestar says he reckons they'll need two days. They can't spend too long out here in the open. We'll do our best, Firestar. I already Misty figured it out. River Clan can have the lake. That was easy. Mistyfoot joins the others. Brambleclaw Shadow raises Clan can his have tail. whatever scary place. The scariest place we find will give to Shadow Clan. Whichever place has an era of for, an aura of foreboding. Um, yes, perfect. So Mistyfoot joins the others, and Brambleclaw raises his tail to signal the other cats to follow him. Oh, this is how you got on the cover, Mistyfoot. Tawny. Okay, yeah, I. I'm gonna, literally, if Misty Foot, like, farts, I'm gonna see that's how she gets on the cover. <laughs> Alright, fair. Tawny Pelt winces. Crowfeather hisses an intake of breath. And Brambleclaw is embarrassed. Wait, I missed what, what happened? Misty Foot should probably be in charge of the patrol. She's oh. a deputy, after all. Yeah, and Brambleclaw like... was like, I'll lead the way. It's like, Mistyfoot looks at him and says, you're a baby. I feel like he was smarter in the previous books. They made him really dumb. Well, he's just used to it. Like, these, you know, it's like, oh, the journeying cats, you know, he's, he kind of took, took charge. They're like, we're going to send in the big boy first. (laughs) See what happens to him. But Brambleclaw takes his pace back. Mistyfoot gives him a long, cool look before she nodded at him and took the lead. Mouse brain, Squirrel Flight whispers. <laughs> they head for the edge of the lake. Squirrel Flight, wait! It's Leafpaw, and she begs her sister to be careful. Squirrel Flight touches her nose to her sisters and tells her not to worry about them. She can see exactly where they'll be going, and she'll be back before Leafpaw knows it. But Scrollflight asks Leafpaw if she's had a vision from Star Clan. Is that why she's nervous? Like, oh, hey, did actually did you see something? <laughs> like, should we should we be ner- nervous? No, Leafpaw insists. It's just hard to let her go again, and it feels too much like the first time she left. Oh, baby. Brambleclaw rests his muzzle comfortingly on Leafpaw's shoulder. They came safely home last time. Trust me, Leafpaw. I'll look after her. And Squirrelflight jerks away in mock indignation. She doesn't need looking out for. It's more likely her watching out for his battered old fur. Leafpaw purrs in amusement and tells them to keep an eye out for any herbs. Are we going or not? Crow Feather growled. Leafpaw ignores him. You don't Star have to come, Crowfeather. You, you watch that attitude, sir, or else you're going to lose a point. Well, yeah, Leafpaw, Leafpaw has already ignored him. Starkland, go with you, Leafpaw murmurs to Squirrelflight before taking back off towards the clans again. The lake is kind of intimidating. It's still... But something about it tells Brambleclaw that it's much deeper than the river. Yeah. And even Mistyfoot. Yeah, they're not used to still water. They just had rivers. Still There's nothing this a big. historic town, though, so I don't know why they're so... Oh my god. Well, even Mistyfoot looks a little daunted by, by the size of We're gonna get some this. deep dive cats. These cats were learning to hold their breath better. We finished chapter one. We did it. We did it, guys. We 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 did the thing our podcast should be able to do. <laughs> At least get through one chapter every episode, you would think. We didn't. We took we it's been three episodes since we this is the third episode of this book. Okay. We got through a prologue. 
Yeah, we did. You know what? Yeah. Doing, and so you know what? You know what? We're in a new place. We have a lot of things to explore right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently our main narrator is got stupid, got hit with a dumb ray, got hit with a dumb stick in between the this book and the last. Well, you know what? When we get to, like, the third series and the fourth series, you're going to miss this because nothing happens. Nothing's going to happen in those. And we're going to cover five chapters in one episode, and you're going to be like, man, uh, you I know, missed it when uh, they took so long. Have much, much... Much like the fairy tales of 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 your, uh, we were able to turn straw into gold. We we're able to spin a literal sentence yeah. into a thirty minute exploration of what a high school AU would look like. Like I don't think we'll have yeah. any trouble. Like even okay, in, no. uh, yeah, if nothing happens, perfect. More room for me to call more of these. Decide that more of these cats yeah. are gay and in love with each It'll other. Be great. It'll be so. I'm right. I'm I'm ready because I feel like n- n- everything has happened in this past book. Oh, oh my God! I almost forgot. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. How could I have almost forgotten, guys? Um, this is going to be our first official um retraction correction. Oh. Um, I should have led with this, but um, Maureen, I already told you this earlier. But um, I am retracting every silly joke I made um, about the fact that there was a mountain lion in uh, England. Uh, I am taking that away because uh, there was some news out of um, the UK recently. The UK countryside. Yeah, the UK countryside, similar to where this book is currently set, of of a, a raccoon dog on the loose. And um, in Wales, specifically, a raccoon dog is an animal that is, it is what it is called. It looks like a raccoon and a dog mixed together, yeah. but is uh, exclusively from Asia. Like, it, it does not naturally occur in Wales. Um, so, apparently, yeah, uh, f- f- you know, people will be people, and I am just gonna stick with my headcanon that someone had a pet, uh, yeah, mountain lion someone that they had a pet act- puma that got out <laughs> because someone in the UK lost their raccoon dog, <laughs> and and the headlines used terrorizing this raccoon yeah, uh, dog here's, is terrorizing here's the, the from the Daily Express it says fierce surge over raccoon dog on the loose in the UK countryside um, and then an- the other one from Indy 100 is an unpredictable raccoon dog is terrorizing locals in Wales so let's just like take it back <laughs> and just say wild mountain lion terrorizes uh, the, the uh, a mountain somewhere a mountain a mountain yeah. We did. UK does have some mountains. They're just not like. Not like the mountains where you do. Right, but you know, they they have cat. They have they have caves and they have like mountain like rocky outcrops. So they could yeah. probably there could be a mountain lion in the UK. Realistically, yeah, no somehow. rules, just right. Because, apparently, because in the real, real life, world came and stamped us with a big ol. This could happen, buddy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it literally happened uh, Tuesday is when I sent that. I sent, sent a, I took a screenshot and sent it to Maureen of these uh, stories that popped up on my news feed. So, and I literally said, I take back everything I said about a mountain lion warrior <gasps> cats being unrealistic. <laughs> uh, so, <sighs> wow. Yeah. I didn't tweet about it because I wanted to like talk about it on the podcast first um i will tweet about it later oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah that's eventually. our first official retraction we t- we take back our jokes about the mountain lion because apparently you guys got uh raccoon dogs which from my research are mainly from asia <laughs> so should not be in wales <laughs> Yet there it is. There it is. Being a menace. Just like Sharptooth was a menace in the mountains. A regular old mountain menace. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. That made me laugh. Um, 
And us, please. If you want to be mountain menaces along with us, or if you want to be a wild raccoon dog uh, in the countryside of Wales, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> at WCWITCast. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at WCWITCast. Um, and if you want to help out the podcast, best way you can do that is share it with a friend and be like, oh my god, hey, this is a great episode. They actually get through a chapter. Did they start the chapter this episode? No. No. No, they didn't. They managed to spread, like, one-fourth of this chapter to a whole hour, and the rest of it, they fit into this episode somehow. <sighs> yeah. I just want to, I think, I'm the mountain menace, because I live in the mountains, and you're the countryside terrorizing raccoon dog. Because I'm Everheart. And I'm Tangletongue. Yeah, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? I did a silly voice last time, so I thought I should do another silly voice, but I don't think I should do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that's an unwise decision.